Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Catafamo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Well, I'm joined again by my new co-host, Jim Eisenacher, formerly of ESPN Palm Springs. Jim, we've been off for a little under a month, not even a little under a month, under a month, but we're back. Welcome back. Yeah, you know, it's great to be back. I'm currently sitting here in lovely Southern California with a absolutely wonderful torrential downpour that's just flooding all the streets down here. And as you know, from living down here in the Coachella Valley area, we yeah. are not built for this weather. No, we really aren't. And uh, we're also starting to get a lot of rain where I'm at in northern Arizona, which I love. I love when it rains. I love overcast skies. I love when it rains. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely can understand the inconvenience, especially with myself now being in the news department of constantly getting messages and updates saying, uh, hey, it's flooded here or it's raining here. But, yeah, where you're at, Jim, is, uh, is kind of a nightmare when it comes to rain. Uh, yeah, we don't have a drainage system, really, and no. uh, that's kind of frightening. Yeah, the drainage the drainage system is basically, oh, it's raining. Okay, well, it'll stop eventually. Uh, Jim? You know, it, it, it's funny because you say that as a joke, but that's really how it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and we could get into the politics of small Southern California uh, rain issues or whatever, but uh, we have some major issues to talk about. Obviously, it is no longer... Uh, a secret that the MLB season has been postponed for two weeks. It has been moved. The home openers have been moved two weeks uh, due to the coronavirus, which has just, just radic- just gone through every single sporting event, every single sporting uh, a team. It's gone through everything, and, and is, everything is now canceled. The NBA season is over. The NHL season is over. Well, I guess postponed technically, but uh, the MLS season is, is postponed which sucks for us because we report on sports, and when there is no sports to report on, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know who to talk to about sports. I can't talk about the weather. I can't talk about politics. Sports are the one thing that I have, and now they are gone, and I feel like life is just pointless now. Yeah, you know, I I just kind of curl up into a ball and weep until everything's better. So hopefully I don't have to be doing that for too long because I'll get a cramp. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, But... uh, you know, there are obviously a lot of negatives to this. Uh, a lot of people are going to be out of money, and that does not just include the MLB. It includes a lot of the other sports and a lot of other non-sports stuff that are getting canceled, a lot of events that are getting canceled. Uh, obviously, there's a money aspect to it, but there is also a uh, well, a lot more than just that. Obviously, the players uh, are, are not playing on the field, so guys who may have had good springs might take a step back because they haven't been on the field for a very long time. Uh, you know, it's... There are some ramifications for it, but Jim, I kind of want to get your thoughts about them, about the decision from Rod Man, or Rob Manfred, excuse me, the commissioner, uh, his decision to postpone the season. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think it's the, it's the smart decision. I mean, a lot of people are just absolutely panicked and they're absolutely in fear. And if you start the season on time, you're looking at already, we talked about this uh, on a previous episode where Major League Baseball is already facing diminished and dwindling crowds. And then you rush into what's in the middle of a mass hysteria. You got leagues around you, events around you that are canceling. 
and you're looking at, you know, possibly having nobody in the stands. And if you remember, yeah. uh, what year was it? Uh, 2014, maybe? Maybe it was a little, little. Are you talking about the Orioles? Are you talking about the Orioles the game? Orioles yeah. game, yes. I think it was 2016. Uh, we've, already seen, we've already seen this happen. Right. Yeah, I think I think that may have been 2016 when they had the empty state. They played, I believe it was they were playing the first game of doubleheader or something like that, and they just kept the game closed because it was playing at a weird time, and uh, it was a lot of. It was really funny. The broadcasters well, it was because were because of it was because of the riots in Baltimore. Oh wow! I did not put that together. Obviously, I I did super familiar with that whole situation apparently, but uh, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so that's a little bit more. I guess a little more depressing than uh, than the coronavirus, but regardless, uh, yeah, I, it, there is obviously that decision, and and the Warriors were about to do that. The Golden State Warriors had considered just playing games in front of nobody, which you know you accomplish the goal of playing the basketball game, but no fans in attendance. You've really just got the play-by-play guys there, maybe, and the PA guy. But the PA guy, what's the point of having him there? It kind of gets to the point of like, is this really worth all the effort to just do? something for nobody I mean it really isn't and that's why they probably canceled a lot of the things I agree Jim I think if they had gone through with the regular MLB season a lot of people would not have shown up to these games just because of fear of coronavirus it's a lot of people in one area and you know this virus doesn't necessarily transmit airborne it transmits through fluid uh, and you have to be pretty close to somebody to uh, – It's I think it's about six to eight feet. You have to be as, as far away from somebody. So you're closer than six feet, and somebody sneezes on you, you get a much better chance of getting the virus than you do if it was just in the air. But, uh, you know, either way, they would have been playing basically for nobody. There would have been those few brave souls who said, no, I'm going to opening day. It is a tradition. I am going. I don't care. There would have been the people who spent a lot of money or season ticket holders or people who were like, you know what? I had these are my plans. I'm following through with my plans. I'm going to see this baseball game, uh, but it is a really good idea. There right now, there's this weird hysteria around the virus. It is definitely making its way throughout the country. Uh, it has already made its way overseas. Obviously, it started in Wuhan, China. It has now made its way to America, uh, and now we're seeing more cases pop up. Obviously, statistically, this this I don't want to get into the science of it because this is not my expertise. But what I've heard is statistically, if you're not elderly or already have some sort of respiratory illness or some sort of illness already, you got a really high chance of surviving it. But it is still a virus, and you still need to take precautions. And I am all for this. Is the one thing of, of recent that I can agree with with Rob Manfred is cancel or postponing the MLB season to at least uh, the beginning of April. Yeah, because you never know. I, I just like you. I'm not a I'm not a scientist. So, but right. j- just. As you know, things can mutate quickly. Anything, any kind of curveball can come from. So I will always err on the side of caution. And you know, we saw overseas in Italy; they're on lockdown. They had entire soccer matchups yeah. were were played with empty stadium. And just now, coming across the the wire here on my phone from Bleacher Report, that uh, the Arsenal manager Mikel Arrieta tested positive for COVID nineteen or coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. And you know it's 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 a it's a frightening time. I mean, uh, you talk, you said it perfectly. There's a mass hysteria around it, and for good reason. But I mean, literally, my friend works at a Costco up the street here, and there was a line wrapped around the corner that looked like the Disneyland entrance. And Disneyland's been closed down for the rest of the month. I mean, right. you know, everything is being shut down. And Phil, you you lived over here. We lived together for a while. Mm-hmm. You. We are canceling 
every major event down here. So yes. the ANA Inspiration, which is one of women's golf uh, big top five matchups, is being canceled or postponed. They haven't made an official announcement on that. The BMP Paribas Open, which is a major tennis tournament that brings roughly $400 million into the Coachella Valley, has been postponed. Right. Uh, Coachella Fest, which right. is globally known, has been postponed for six months along with its counterpart, Stagecoach. Rough estimate right there is about a billion dollars in lost revenue for the Coachella Valley. It's not only a mass hysteria, it is an economical killer. And then you look at, you know, pro sporting franchises now that are going to be, that are going to be suspended or closing down for a little while. It is going to, it might drive us into a recession. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, Mm. but it's, it's a scary time. So if they want to cancel the games, postpone it, I, I'm all for everybody's safety, not just for the players, but for the fans that were going to be attending the game. Yeah, um, getting on to kind of what you, you talked about, uh, yeah, obviously, and even where I'm at up here in northern Arizona, I was supposed to host a uh, St. Patrick's Day parade with my owner, the owner of the station here that I work for, and uh, it got canceled because, well, actually it got canceled because of the rain, but they put out a, a, a uh they, they, they had put something out regarding the coronavirus. I think it was actually something else. So let me let me take that back. Uh, it got postponed because of the rain. But uh, schools here in Arizona, uh, ASU has discussed that. I don't know if they've made the final decision. I think they have, that they're going to move to just online classes. They have a lot of, uh, of students who are coming from everywhere uh, in the world. And, you know, who knows who carries what. Uh, and same thing with, uh, I, I believe, uh, U of A has talked about doing it. I'm not again. I'm not entirely sure if they have already. Um, and then obviously NAU here in, in Northern Arizona is another school that have talked about canceling classes. My alma mater, Grand Canyon University, still has yet to announce anything. Personally, I don't care if they cancel classes or not. I don't go to school anymore. I don't have homework regardless. So whatever. Uh, but uh, these are <laughs> these are the proper precautions that you take to prevent more a lot. Excuse me. These are the precautions that you take to prevent the spread of a virus like this. Those highly populated events, like you mentioned, Coachella Fest, Stagecoach, the BNP Paribas, they're all heavily populated events with people coming from everywhere and anywhere to go see them. And I know that, you know, there's obviously, you know, a bunch of people on Twitter who flipped out about Coachella Fest being postponed. First of all, God forbid if you did your Molly somewhere else. And second off, uh, can you imagine being in one of those tents with a bunch of sweaty people and one person sneezes? You have now infected over a thousand people uh, in one sneeze because you didn't you did not know you had the virus. It's a virus that does not have a lot of early symptoms. You could be a carrier without even knowing you're a carrier. And these are the precautions that you take. The same thing with the MLB. They have scouts. They have fans. They have media like myself who go in from different areas of the world, different areas of the country, and talk to players, have one-on-ones with players. Rudy Gobert, the center for the Utah Jazz, has the coronavirus. Donovan Mitchell, shooting guard or small forward for the uh, Utah Jazz, also has the coronavirus. These are just precautions that they have to take to make sure that these infections stop and they are can be sent they can they can be shut down immediately 
The country of Singapore did it. They shut down all of their transportation. Nothing is going in and out of the country. If you have a fever, you are not allowed to leave. If you have a fever, you're not allowed to come in. They cleaned a lot of public parks. They cleaned a lot of high-traffic, finger-touchy parts uh, areas, you know, such as elevator buttons or or uh, or escalator handles or door handles on, on major businesses. They take the proper precautions. Here in America, we're somewhat making those precautions as well, maybe not to the extent of Singapore. I know that a lot of businesses and a lot of companies have, you know, hey, we're going to start cleaning stuff more often than we already are. We're going to start taking these precautions, wiping down our stuff as much as possible. Uh, but this is what happens when you have a epidemic or a pandemic, whatever you want to call it. This is what happens when stuff like this goes on. You have to take precautions so that you do not spread this virus any more than it already has. Yeah, and also I just want to say, because it's a little bit of a pet peeve, y'all need to stop buying all the toilet paper. Like, it's, <laughs> it's insane. Just stop. It's not going to do anything to help you. Just just well, stop. There's people who need toilet paper. Yeah. So, Well, everybody needs stop. toilet paper. Yeah, but a lot of people are out right now going to the store, not because of an epidemic or a pandemic, right? but because they, they need to do some business. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the. Uh, there was a, a social. There was a, a post, I think, on Twitter. I don't know if you had shared it or I had saw it on Twitter, but it was essentially, uh, you know, people talking about the the heavy purchase of masks and gloves and toilet paper and water, and they were like, "Hey, uh, I know that you guys are kind of worried that you're going to get this disease, uh, but also the people who are genuinely sick outside of the coronavirus and need." access to these things uh can you stop buying them in bulk and stop buying them in mass first of all a face mask is not going to stop you from getting the coronavirus i want that to be uh, uh very obvious to everybody here that you cannot get the you will probably still get the coronavirus regardless if you have a mask on i guess maybe it'll reduce the chances by like four or five percent which i guess is good but uh, I, I, you, you still get in the coronavirus if you have a mask. Uh, all it takes is for you to take that mask off, touch a surface, touch your mouth, boom, you got the coronavirus, and you bought $40 worth of masks for no reason. Same thing with gloves. Uh, there, I had a, a gentleman in from uh, a fire station here in the studio, and we were talking about, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about the coronavirus and, and what happens when, when they shut down a city. And he had talked about how he went to Home Depot looking for a painter's mask, and they were gone because people went in there, bought all of them up. There is a sign that said 10 per customer because everybody would run in there and buy them, and just they're just going to sit there. All these things have expiration dates. You know, People who have surgical gloves and masks and need them to, to care for people who have other diseases are now at a disadvantage because – you know, somebody is is freaking out. They're going to get this disease, so they have to. Oh, I'm going to go buy these gloves. Or I'm going to buy this mask. It'll protect me. I'll be fine. It's just a, it's a hysteria. People, just relax. Play some MLB The Show 20s coming out this week. Just take some time to yourself. Crack open some water that you bought it. You bought in bulk at Costco and chill out. Play the show and relax. We we there's no need to freak out. There's really no 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 need to panic and freak out as much as we have been. Yeah, you might as well play the show because there ain't no baseball going on for a while. Also and true. It's really a shame because this Angels team looked yeah. – they were looking really good here in the spring. Yeah, they really were. Uh, we we can we can kind of dive more into the Angels. I'm, I'm kind of done talking about this coronavirus thing, being in the news. I, I hear about it constantly. I report about it constantly, and I know that we wanted to get something out. Um, regard, I wanted to say this. Um, our coverage of the Angels will stay the same. 
next week, or I guess whenever Jim and I record again, we will continue to talk about and get hyped up for the season. Uh, we'll have some other topics come on. Uh, maybe get some guests just to kind of fill the time until the season actually starts. And then uh, I do want to say this. I would and I'm going to try to put two episodes a week up uh, because when baseball season does officially start, I'd like to add more coverage. So we will be doing that a little bit more. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, but, Jim, I'm going to get into I'm, I'm looking up the stats here for the Angels real quick. Uh, who stood out to you so far in spring training? It's been Dylan Bundy, like hands down. We talked about it. Uh, the, the last episode we did, he has looked outstanding. And when you look at his his combined stats through the innings that he's pitched, if, even if even if he he regresses a little going into the season, yeah, that is the kind of signing. And and I told you early on, I said I think Dylan Bundy, even before I came on the show with you, I said Dylan Bundy is going to be the most underrated acquisition for this Angels team. And so far, he, he has looked really good. And I, I kind of like not how it happened, but getting them this, this little this little reprieve before yeah. they go in, into the season. Because, you know, they're still going to be on pitching programs, whether it be in a local facility. They're, they're still going to be pitching. They're going to get rounded into form. And when baseball kicks off, we could see some, some sharp play right off the bat. Yeah, and you know, uh, just want to clarify though uh, that episode that Jim is referencing did not get posted because uh, I had to figure out our login. We got a new login for uh, the Believe Network here, and I was having trouble issuing uh, or was having trouble putting together the episode and, and submitting it. But uh, we're, that's why we were talking about it now. Uh, I agree, Dylan Bundy, three and one through spring training, one point five nine ERA. Uh, he he pitched very well, sixteen strikeouts. Man, Matt Andresi as well. Pitched very, very well for the Angels. These are well. Bundy is more of, of a front of the rotation guy, but Andresi in the back of the rotation pitching well is a really, really good sign for things to come from uh, from another guy who is having who is looking for a resurgence in his career, much like you just mentioned with Dylan Bundy coming from the Orioles, a team that gave him no run support, to coming to the Angels, where he's you know he's got probably on paper one of the better lineups in the MLB. Uh, Matt Andresi now coming from the Rays, or he may have played somewhere else, but I, I know he played for the Rays. Uh, coming in now for the Angels as a back of the rotation guy, maybe even a long reliever, and him pitching well is really good, especially with um, you know Dylan Peters hurt his ankle this week. Uh, he fell down some stairs, but he's going to be fine. Uh, you know, you, you had some bad outings. Andrew Heaney's carrying a seven ERA right now. Uh, which is not promising for a guy that's going to be starting on opening day. Uh, Julio Tehran, who is another acquisition for the Angels, a 5.40 ERA. So in terms of the starting pitching, I know that Otani threw a little bit off the mound. Uh, the, the starting pitching is still a question mark, but it's nice to see these these uh, risk high low-risk, high-reward guys like Matt Andresi and Dylan Bundy. It's nice to see them pitching well. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Andresi and... I did not. I was very vocal that I did not like that signing. But you know what? I've been wrong several times. I got a couple X's that'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. And it is wonderful to see him pitching. Uh, Jaime uh, Berea, we haven't talked about him. Yeah, has turned in an outstanding spring for a guy who was really on on the bubble as to whether or not he was going to crack the five man rotation. Yeah, Jaime Barrera is coming in with a 4.38 ERA. He's one and one. He's uh, pitched. Let me see here on the stats. He's pitched about 12 innings, which is a really nice uh, sort of sample size for a guy like Jaime Barrera, who is a borderline starter in my opinion, but more of a bullpen guy. I'd like to see him utilized a little bit more in the bullpen. Uh, I think small sampling sizes are better for him than than putting him up on the mound. 
Uh, but again, it is nice to see these guys who the Angels are taking risks on. Again, it does not necessarily mean you know. Obviously, Barrera came up in the Angels uh, in the Angels organization, whereas Bundy and Andresi are, are from other teams. But it's really nice to see these guys starting to turn the corner here because the Angels are going to need their pitching. They're going to have the offense. Don't even worry about the offense. The pitching has been a big question, and good pitching performance from Ty Butchery as well. He's carrying a zero ERA, and as well with Noe Ramirez. You're starting to get these these guys who you're going to find in the bullpen this season pitching well in spring, and I know it's a small spring, and these guys will still continue to throw even with this whole coronavirus thing, but hopefully they don't lose their magic when the season starts, and maybe Andrew Heaney can start to, to get some of that magic from from Bundy or, or Andresi so that when he goes into uh, opening day against the Strohs, he pitches well. Yeah, you know, I, I tend to, when spring training comes out, I ignore all the numbers and I look at what we can see. And what I see is is good mechanics. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically about Dylan Bundy. I see great mechanics. I see fantastic movement. And I see him not even getting into his sinker ball, which is one of his better pitches. And if not, his, his main strikeout pitch, he has a nasty slider that he can break in there. And he looks really good. Uh, Berea, same thing. His his body mechanics. This is this goes to show that Mickey Hatcher is an absolute genius because he has gotten these guys to where they should have been development wise. Because a lot of the age of starters last year, and they were so injury ridden last year yeah. that a lot of these guys had to be rushed. I mean, Griffin Canning never should have been up to pitch at all last year. If he was. I would say maybe it was a September call-up, but he had to be rushed to kind of become the ace of the team last year. Right. And, and you know, his his maturity in terms of, of baseball, it, it kind of showed a little bit because he he was not where he was supposed to be. He still should have been down in the minors, ironing things out. But, you know, I, I think he pitched outstanding for the situations that he was in last year. And uh, that's that's another tale where the numbers don't really show the full story. So yeah, uh, I am I, I'm very excited to to see when the season finally resumes. What what kind of uh, pitching staff we get? Uh, there are a couple of guys that I do want to mention who I do have some concerns about. Uh, the first being um, uh, Andrew Till Simmons. Who is batting 174 right now? Well, uh, who ends spring batting 174? Simmons has had a, a lot of concern over his offensive production. Obviously, we know he's fantastic with the glove, but the question is, can he do it offensively? He's got to start clicking here, Jim, because he's reaching he's reaching uh, 32. He's reaching his mid 30s. He's 31 right now, uh, and and there's going to be some question marks about you know Jeremiah Jackson, who is is kind of seen as the replacement to Andrew Till Simmons, is having a phenomenal spring. He's batting 400. He's not going to come up this year. He'll probably he'll more than likely be a a uh, a, a call up later down the line, maybe three years from now. But he's batting well, so that in my opinion makes Andrew Simmons a little bit expendable. Again, defensively, you're gonna it's impossible to replace him. It is impossible to replace Simmons defensively because of how good his glove is. But if he cannot do it offensively. I don't know what's going to happen with him because, you know, like I said, you've got guys like Jeremiah Jackson who is playing very, very well. Again, he's probably not going to come up for a little while, but, you know, David Fletcher, he's going to be maybe showing some time at second base. Uh, they can move this lineup around a little bit if if Simmons is really struggling hard. Another guy, Tommy Lastella, who's coming off an injury, had a great first half of the season, fell completely off in the second half because of the injury. Uh, Shohei Otani. 
not even close to itching 200 in his batting average uh, in spring. And they need Otani. They need Otani bad. Uh, we need Otani to be batting well, and he's only batting 105. I know that this is still the spring guy. This is the point of spring to get all the rust off, to shake things off, and get ready. But if Otani's not batting well, that is your middle of the order that is depleted. I know you got Mike Trout. I know you got Anthony Rendon, but that middle of the order becomes a little more depleted if Otani is not batting well. And you can't have him pitch right now, so he be kind. Of, he doesn't become expendable. Don't get me wrong; they should not move Shohei Otani at all. But something's got to change with Otani, or or he's kind of the weak link in the lineup. You know, on on the surface, it, it, it certainly looks that way. But you also have to remember he's he's trying to get his swing back to a major league level after you know a layoff of the postseason. Yeah, and he's also at the at the exact same time rehabbing from Tommy John, so he's doing two different things at once, and you can't really have him stop to focus fully on one thing because like you said you need to have that bat in the middle of the lineup right so I, I i give him a lot of leash because we've seen what he can do i mean i i, I don't know about you i've never had tommy john surgery but i, I know i'm not gonna be hitting no home runs you know with half my arm not attached which is what he was doing last year hitting some dingers and actually i probably just wouldn't be hitting any home runs anyways i can't do that but anyways <laughs> He looked good. I'm going to give him all the leeway in the world because he's working through a lot of things. For all we know, and this is the story about spring training in general, is they're not out there trying the established stars. I should, I should say that. The established stars, like an Angelton Simmons, like a Shohei Otani, they're not out there hitting for average. They're not concerned about you know getting on base so much because they know they got their spots locked in. Right. They're more worried about rounding into form, getting the swing down, getting the timing down. That is the major portion of hitting in spring training is getting the timing down. I, I don't have any concern at all for either of those two players you just named because they, they are consummate pros. Just a couple of years ago, we saw uh, Angelton Simmons bat 292. And, and this was coming off a trade where everybody said, oh, well, he's, he's never, he's never going to hit. He can't hit. He, ever, he has done nothing since coming to the Angels but hit. He has rounded into form. Uh, you talked about Tommy Listella. He was an all-star last year going into the all-star break before he got torn up. And and he, he didn't come back the same. In fact, he hasn't come back yet. Uh, David Fletcher, I think he is going to man uh, left field. But you said, uh, you said yourself that Joe Madden has a lot of choices. He can move these guys around. They're very maneuverable. And I'm just... Maybe it's just the the optimist in me, or, or or whatever the phrase is, but I'm not concerned at all, and I think the Angels are in a very good place. Numbers be damned. You know, another guy who's playing pretty decent, uh, who who wasn't playing well earlier, but has been starting to come around a little bit, is Jason Castro, who was kind of to be not necessarily the long term solution at catcher, but one of the excuse me, one of the short term options at catcher. Oh my God, <clears throat> excuse me. He is batting 250 right now, uh, a 318 on base percentage. Was struggling a little bit in the beginning of spring, but has really kind of come into his own. It's nice to see Jason Castro batting well. Jose Brasino has been batting well as well. Another guy, Brasino has not seen a whole lot in terms of plate appearances, but uh, you know he's 28. He's another guy looking for a roster invite. Uh, could potentially replace Max Stacy, who is also batting 250. But uh, the catcher position, in my opinion, and also the number one starter for the Angels and honestly, even maybe closer, are still some big question marks for me. 
I still like the Angels to possibly make the playoffs. We talked about that in one of our past episodes. We we did a full prediction. Uh, and I, I like the Angels possibly making the playoffs, but there's still some things they need to address. But, uh, you know, this is a small sample size of spring. Spring is now technically over. And now we just wait for this regular season and we can really start making some strong opinions about these guys. Yeah, I wonder if if spring training will pick up in uh, towards the end of the month. I, I have a hard time feeling that they're just going to – I have a hard time believing that they're just going to go straight into the regular season. I think we'll still have some kind of short expense, uh, extended spring training. But, hey, um, what do I know? The commissioner is not that very good at doing his job, as we've seen from other stuff that's happened in Major League Baseball. So anything could happen at this point. Well, we'll just have to be uh, patient and wait and uh, see what comes up. So, Jim, I think that is going to do it for this episode. We're starting to hit our uh, our 30-minute mark here. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we call it a day? Um, other than the fact that the longer we go into this month means the closer we get to Shamrock Shakes no longer being in season just kind of makes me sad. Jim will continue his depression for the Shamrock Shake. Me, I'm not a huge fan. I think they taste like soap. Uh, but we You can, taste like soap. I probably do. Uh, we don't need to get into that too much. If you enjoy the show and also Shamrock Shakes, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts. Jim, what is your social media? Where can people find you? I am across the board at Sir James Radio. My Instagram, or Jesus, my Twitter is at intern underscore Phil. We would love to incorporate a fan question segment. The first person who is not Jim, or if I don't know you personally, who tweets at me a question, I will send you something Angels related, I promise. Uh, don't expect a jersey or anything. It's not going to be anything extravagant, but it'll be Angels related. I think you'll really like it. Uh, so again, if I don't already know you, Oh, and you're also not Jim, uh, tweet at me. Tweet a question, uh, at intern underscore Phil. If you're interested in advertising the show, again, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. we got a lot of great shows on this network. We've got a show about The Bachelor. We've got shows about uh, ASU football or ASU sports in general. We've got a show about LSU, Do- the Dodgers. Obviously, we talk about the Angels. Uh, a whole bunch of shows. We cover a lot of topics here that are not just about sports. So if you've got somebody who isn't sure, oh, I want to get into podcasts, not sure where to look. I'm looking for a, a K-pop podcast. Don't worry. We've got one of those. We've got one on snowboarding, skateboarding. We've got everything for anybody. Check it out. Check out this podcast. And uh, with that, Jim, I think it's uh, time to send this episode on the road. Yeah, everybody, just make sure to be safe and wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Cover your mouth when you're coughing or sneezing. Don't spread the virus. And have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.